0: Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical real life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition.
1: Slow down. You move well, fast. welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, today we're going to talk about what you can do to overcome fatigue. Maybe you're saying, you know, I'm tired of being tired all the time. You know, or have you ever gone to your clinic and complained to your doctor that you want more energy and then you say, Hey, please give me a pill or something mm-hmm. to help me get over my fatigue. If that's you, you're not alone. Or one and a half million people go to their doctor every year with that same complaint. Tired, tired, tired. Fatigue may be the result of, you know, a medical problem such as a low thyroid function or possibly fibromyalgia, or chronic fatigue syndrome. But for the majority of people, it is usually the result of poor nutrition. You knew we were going to talk about nutrition, didn't we? (laughs) Absolutely. And the lack of sleep. Feeling tired all the time, constantly exhausted and struggling with such morning fatigue that you just want to crawl back into bed. Well, we think that calls from some... Very practical solutions that hopefully you can put into your practice right now. Um, so that's what we're going to offer up today. Ideas. You know, I'm Darlene Cavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And we have not only just one person here with me today as our co-host. We have two. Two. First, we have Brittany Vincent. Who until just a few months ago? How long was it now? About six months ago. Six I'm months. I'm
2: still ago. getting used to the name change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know, he used to be Brittany Thomas. No, Brittany is a registered and licensed dietitian. She teaches many of our corporate nutrition classes all over the Twin City yep. Metro area. She sees individual clients at our Saint Paul and Lakeville office, and one of her special interests is working with women who have hormonal issues, lots of work. So Brittany, you know, while working with clients, what have you found to be one of the major causes of fatigue?
2: Well, you know, I was one of those people that went to my doctor and said, I am really tired all the time. And at this point I was only in my early Mm twenties. So that should absolutely not be happening at that age. That's right. So I asked for my thyroid to be tested, my iron, and everything was fine, which is great, but I still didn't have an answer to my fatigue. Looking back, I know it was to do with my sleep schedule, which we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And then my nutrition. I just wasn't eating enough of the good things, especially those those healthy fats. So uh, making that change with my diet has made such a huge difference, and then making my sleep a priority.
1: So those are two of the major things we're going to talk about. Yes.
2: Yep, so I absolutely. hope I hope
1: people stay tuned. Yes. Because we got lots of good ideas.
2: And I mean, we see people that complain about their fatigue all the time. Yes, we do. Almost every day. And in today's world, we know there's lots of different causes, such as adrenal fatigue, low thyroid function lifestyle, eating habits, and we do know so many people live off of caffeine, fast food, all sorts of different convenience foods, breakfast, often a cup of coffee with some sugar in it or Mm -hmm. that sugary creamer, a donut, a muffin, and when people start their day like that, it puts a lot of stress on their body, so the stress from the food coupled with just daily stress over a few years, that's going to lead to their adrenal glands being burnt out.
1: So and we hear that all the time, don't we? we? Do. Yep. You know they people. The adrenal fatigue. fatigue. Yep. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> adrenal fatigue. Yeah.
2: And when that happens, you just feel exhausted
1: all mm-hmm. day long. So, Brittany, you know you're saying poor eating habits can possibly lead to fatigue is that right absolutely
2: yeah and those poor eating habits that's including skipping meals we hear that a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, again living off of caffeine and sugar i mean people are really just trying to stay awake throughout the day but it's becoming a vicious cycle all that leads to brain and body exhaustion and we know it's it's a sign of the times yes unfortunately But that is part of what I do is I help people change those negative lifestyle habits and teach them how to eat a nourishing breakfast that's going to give them the energy throughout the day that they
1: need. So you're saying that eating a breakfast will help you with your fatigue and with your energy level.
2: Yes. So,
1: you know, tell me more.
2: Well, I think that if you're going to change one thing, As far as you're eating, change your breakfast because that Mm -hmm. really sets the tone for the day. And eating a balanced breakfast, you know, my breakfast varies quite a bit. Oftentimes, it's just leftovers. Not a huge fan of eggs. So yesterday, I had beef and broccoli and a little potato. Today, I had a protein shake. Um, The other day, I had a salad for breakfast. And I think getting over the idea that you have to eat breakfast foods for breakfast... Kind of opens a lot of different doors, but I know eating that way just gives me lots of energy throughout the day.
1: Well, it's so interesting. Last night, when I was working with my trainer, he said that when he was younger, he doesn't do that now, but when he was younger, his breakfast used to be like a cereal bar, like yes. a Nutri Grain bar, and a Coke. <laughs> that's common uh, yeah i, I used know. to eat
2: tons of those little bars because they were 80 calories and mm-hmm. low fat and
1: and yeah. some parents even send kids out the door with a bar in their hand for Definitely. breakfast it's
2: yeah. easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so also joining us this morning is Teresa wagner Teresa's is a registered and licensed mm-hmm. dietitian who teaches many nutrition classes and works individually with clients in mm-hmm. saint paul right that's correct Uh, She's also available to work long distance on the phone, either with Skype or on the phone. And that's kind of, we have a lot of podcast listeners, so that's more for those. Mm -hmm. And I kind of forgot to mention this, but Teresa is a mother of three young children. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. Teresa, what do you (laughs) find to be the reason for the epidemic of fatigue?
0: Well, I would say kids, kids kids and kids. (laughs) Did I say that three times? (laughs) And of course, lack of sleep. It's a fact of life that parents with small children often experience interrupted sleep. So I believe that the best way to stay healthy and prevent fatigue is to make sure that I'm eating healthfully and exercising.
1: I think, Teresa, I hear that from so many parents. You know, know, maybe they're they're able to get one or two hours of sleep in a night when Their kids are sick or something.
0: Right. Exactly. Or, I mean, it doesn't even have to just be sickness. It's, you know, you have those nights where they have nightmares or they just wake up and because they're awake, they think you should be awake. (laughs) They just come for visits in the middle of the night.
1: (laughs) So I think one of the things that you just said is in order to stay healthy for yourself. Yes. You have to eat better.
0: That's right. Yep. We have to take care of ourselves. And I know that, you know, especially as a dietitian, that foods are very powerful for preventing fatigue. But what I really didn't understand was how choosing the right foods not only helps with my energy, but also keeps me healthy, especially when life happens, like a a sick kid, like we were saying, Mm -hmm. or those midnight visits um, that keep you up most (laughs) of the night. (laughs) So that's why when I'm working with parents, I focus on helping them develop the habit of eating breakfast like we were talking about earlier. It might be two or three eggs cooked in butter, a slice of dark rye toast, and a few cherry tomatoes with a couple of spears of broccoli. The eggs and vegetables will supply our brains with the nutrients that we need to energize us. As a parent, I try to have the energy I need so I will be prepared if for some reason I need to be up with one of my kids most of the night so that the next day, if I have to work or when we work, regardless if you go to work or not, so that you can do the work of your day and be effective and be able to think clearly.
1: So kids, being up all night, that's one cause of fatigue for sure. Absolutely. Not eating well is another reason. Mm -hmm. So really, there are many causes of fatigue. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as a side effect of a medication. Right. Or it might be the result of some chronic illness or perhaps it is your lousy lifestyle. And we know that a lot of people have lousy lifestyle habits. So you may be wondering, what do I mean by lousy lifestyle habits?
2: Well, I think I know where you're going with this one, Dar. Mm -hmm. So let's ask our listeners to think about their lifestyle habits. Think about what they've been doing the past week. I often ask my clients right away who drink coffee, what are you putting in your coffee? Are you drinking just coffee with heavy cream in it or are you drinking it with the sugary creamer or going to a coffee shop and getting those foo-foo coffee drinks with tons of sugar in them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oftentimes it's not just coffee with heavy cream. It is it is the sugar-laden coffee drinks. Yes, because they're delicious. They are. <laughs> and, you know, before we continue with this, it's already time for our first break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. A brief announcement for you today. Starting the week of April 9th, a new Nutrition for Weight Loss series begins at six convenient locations throughout the Twin Cities. As a dietitian and a teacher of Nutrition for Weight Loss, I love getting the opportunity to see the results of my students. After eating real food for just two or three weeks, I often hear reports of more energy, better moods, fewer aches and pains, even sleeping better, again, in just two or three weeks. So this 12-week class series can really be life-changing for you. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up or go to weightandwellness.com to find the location. And I'm excited to be teaching uh, starting that week, Thursday nights
1: in St. Paul. And people talk about your teaching and they love it.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Well, of course, I could say that <laughs> about all of our teachers. <laughs> yes, <All> absolutely. Right. <laughs> we'll be
1: right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, today we're discussing ways you can overcome fatigue. If you want more energy, take a look at your diet and follow some of our simple guidelines. Drink lots of water. You know, a dehydrated body and brain can lead to a tired and exhausted person. So we recommend about 8 to 10 glasses of water and that's going to help you maintain your energy. And guideline number 2, be careful with your caffeine consumption. <laughs> it's best to limit your caffeine to one or two drinks a day of caffeine. Drinking more than one or two cups may make you anxious, hmm, irritable, hmm, fatigued, Because too much caffeine can cause dehydration, and then that can interfere with your quality of sleep. It all goes together. Yes, it does. So next Saturday, we have another interesting show. Um, We have Cassie and Joanne, and they're going to be talking about anti-aging nutrition.
0: That sounds interesting. And I'm going to
1: be listening, (laughs) and I think everybody will be, because who doesn't want to know how to keep (laughs) those wrinkles away? Exactly. So, obviously, mm-hmm. they're going to have to talk yeah. about that.
2: <laughs> so, before the break, we were talking about coffee and people drinking those sugary coffee drinks. It's so common nowadays.
0: Yes. And I actually have a personal story to share because seven weeks and three days ago. But who's counting? <laughs> and 22 seconds. <laughs> That's right. About this time <laughs> um, was my last coffee. Um, and the reason why i given it up is I just wasn't sleeping as well as I thought I should be. And for just various other reasons, I think as dietitians, we always like to experiment with our diet as well. Yeah. But what I have found now that it has been out of my system for a while is that I do sleep better. Mm-hmm. It is more sound sleep. And one of the things that I find that most interesting is that it's just that in the morning when we're rushing around, trying to get everything together, get the kids off to school, get ready for work, and, you know, just the things of the day, is that my irritability level and my patient, my irritabil- irritability level is down, but my patient's level is up. And well, it's just uh, a much more calm feeling in the morning, which has been such a benefit. Yeah.
1: So, Teresa, how much coffee were you drinking each day before?
0: You know, that's well, would be, That's hard to say okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would vary from day to day. I wasn't the person that would drink coffee all day. It was really limited to the morning. But, you know, a cup of coffee, I think a lot of times we think of a cup of a coffee. My idea of a cup of coffee is probably 20 ounces, which I think is about what most people think. Yeah. We don't really think it's that True. standard 8-ounce mm-hmm. cup.
1: Yes. And all the, whenever they measure caffeine and things, they're thinking about an 8-ounce eight eight ounce cup, yes. not yes. the 20-ounce. That's yep. right.
0: Yep, that's right. So, okay. So I don't know for sure how much it was, but probably significant.
1: So you're less less irritable.
0: Less irritable. The- yeah,
1: more patience. Yes. And you're sleeping better.
0: Yes. Yes, it's fantastic. Sounds like a win. It is a win. And I just don't think that people realize how much coffee can affect the quality of their sleep. As dietitians and nutritionists, we know that lack of sleep is the number one cause of daytime fatigue, which makes a whole lot of
1: sense. It does. And I think that's another thing that it's really hard for people to understand. Yeah that fatigue goes back to how well you or how well you didn't sleep. Yep. So, you know, a lot of times clients tell me, but I only drink a cup of coffee at breakfast. So how can that possibly Mm -hmm. be affecting my sleep? Have you ever heard that? Definitely. (laughs) Uh Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, the average amount of caffeine in one cup of coffee, again, this is eight ounces, that you would brew at home is about 100 milligrams. But if you're going to go through that Starbucks drive through I drive by that every day going to work, and I see that long line. Mm-hmm. So if you go and do that, a Starbucks grande coffee is actually two cups of coffee. It can have up to 330 milligrams of caffeine.
0: Wow. That's a lot, That's a lot ca- more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm quite certain the majority of coffee drinkers don't know this
0: stimulating fact. If you drink two cups or 16 ounces of coffee in the morning, you will get about 200 milligrams of caffeine. That will stay in your system full force for seven hours. Then for the next seven hours, the effects are at a half-life of 100 milligrams of caffeine.
1: So slow down, Teresa.
0: Yes. That's is, a mouthful.
1: Yes. Say that <laughs> Say that one more time for listeners.
0: So if you start with 200 milligrams, that will stay in your system for fu- that full force. Full force. For seven hours. Mm-hmm. Then over the next seven hours, the effects are at their half-life or at 100 milligrams of caffeine.
1: So that's 14 hours. Mm-hmm.
0: And then it's half-life again, which leaves you with 50 milligrams of caffeine at 21 hours. Wow. So this can be affecting your system for
1: quite a while. That's a long time. So yeah, That is.
0: is a long time. So that 20 ounces that I was
1: drinking <laughs> was right.
0: probably... You know, affecting me well into the evening, and so
1: that's why you were really having trouble sleeping.
0: Right, right. Um, So um, this caffeine could be affecting the quality of sleep, like we were saying. But caffeine can also call cause what we call surface sleep, which Mm -hmm. is lightly sleeping throughout the
1: entire night, and that's not good quality sleep. And were you kind of surface sleeping when you were drinking caffeine?
0: You know, I'm not sure, but probably because I would wake up quite a bit throughout okay, the night. So sure. that would be my guess. Yeah. hmm. If you start your day with that Starbucks grande coffee with 330 milligrams of caffeine, you will end up with at least 82 and a half milligrams of caffeine in your system at 21 hours.
1: That's almost wow. a whole cup, whole cup of coffee. Yes. If it was like 100 milligrams. Yes. Wow. Yes. hmm. No wonder.
0: Right. And some people are just more sensitive to caffeine than others. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on the person, it can really cause a major effect.
2: Absolutely. And as dieticians and nutritionists, we know all the research really reports that people need at least seven and a half hours of sleep most nights to lose weight and to have the energy that they want. So I suggest why not try to give up your coffee for a few weeks? See what it does. Because you might find, like Teresa did, you sleep better, you have more energy, maybe it affects your moods, and then
1: and it's definitely worth it. She did not have coffee this morning. Yeah. No coffee and she this sounds morning. great. Yeah. <laughs> She's awake and alive. <laughs> so now I want to address some what I call lousy lifestyle habits. And one lousy lifestyle habit that many people have, which results in them being fatigued. And not getting sufficient sleep is not having a set time to go to bed. Yes. You know, sometimes they go to bed at 10. Sometimes they go to bed at 2, you know. You know and really, a lot of them get, go to bed at 2. They get wrapped up in watching TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on, late night or even something that isn't even interesting. They still watch yep. it. Or they're posting on Facebook or they're playing games on their computer. That's another big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, these people, they seem to lack the ability to set a schedule and to follow it. Yep. So then, therefore, they're short on sleep all the time. Yes. And they're a little, I see they're a little anxious all the time. Because lack of sleep causes, like you said, anxiety.
2: Irritability. Isn't Mm -hmm. it interesting? And that was part of my problem, is at the time, my work schedule varied from day to day. So some days I'd have to be to work at six, some days at noon. So my... Uh My sleep schedule, Mm -hmm. I did not have a set set time to go to bed. And that I absolutely know contributed to to my extreme fatigue.
1: You know, one of the other things besides watching TV, people will decide, oh, I have to do my laundry now.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All of those things are just stimulating your brain Mm
1: -hmm. and actually
2: reducing the production of melatonin.
1: And sometimes I think people drink the extra coffee
2: yeah. So they've yes. got the energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely. And teenagers. So I see a fair amount of teenagers um, in in our offices, and they need even more sleep. It's crucial. They need at least nine hours of sleep. And we've seen locally lots of schools have changed to a later start because they were finding that their students were having a hard time staying awake and then that's affecting their learning and, and how, they're, how they're feeling throughout the
1: day. So it may really actually surprise people that new, as nutritionists, we actually help people develop mm-hmm. positive sleep habits. We don't always talk about food. We talk about habits Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. So developing good sleep hygiene, that's what they always call it, yeah. sleep hygiene. It takes time. And it really takes a commitment to your health. It, these changes just don't come easy no, for people. No, they really don't. It takes time.
2: So we're going to talk more about those habits when we come back, but it's already time for our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I have another announcement for you. Starting April 15th through May 15th, we are offering five of our 90-minute classes for only $10. $10. You cannot beat that. (laughs) And these very popular classes are designed to provide you with solutions to common health concerns. You may be interested in eating to reduce pain and inflammation or nutrition solutions for better digestion or nutrition to reduce your cancer risks. So for the day and location, check our website, weightandwellness.com, or just call 651 699 Three four three eight, and we'll be happy to answer any of your questions.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are tired of being tired all the time, I have a couple more ideas for you to boost your energy. Number one, eat breakfast. Food, especially real food, boosts your metabolism and gives your body and brain energy.
1: So, what you just said—it boosts your metabolism. Yeah, that should mm-hmm. turn everyone on to listen.
0: Right. <laughs> That's right. Eating to lose. Right.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Number two, don't skip meals. Going without food for too long allows your blood sugar level to drop and you will experience low blood sugar and fatigue. As a dietitian, I work with clients who want more energy and better health through eating better. Call our office at 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment. And be sure to check to uh, see if your insurance will cover the cost of your appointment.
1: That's something new. Yeah, yes. more and more health insurances yes. are doing Wonderful. that. Wonderful.
2: So before the break, we were talking about sleep hygiene and all of the habits that go go with sleep. And a lot of our clients come in and they've been diagnosed with adrenal burnout or adrenal fatigue, chronic disease. Many of you listening might have also been diagnosed with that. Well, many experts recommend going to sleep by at least 10.30 or 11 p.m. and sleeping until 8.30 or 9 a.m. So that really means getting nine and a half to 10 hours of sleep.
1: Sounds perfect. Right? Yes. (laughs) Sounds perfect. And
2: even if you don't have a chronic health condition like myself, I know I really need nine hours to feel Mm -hmm. my best. And I just have to make it a priority to get that much Mm -hmm. because our brain, our body, it's it actually heals while we're sleeping. So that is crucial.
0: Yes. And even yesterday I had a client who has fibromyalgia or I should say she put her fibromyalgia into remission. Um, She had such a hard time sleeping and it was because of the pain of the fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. which pain from fibromyalgia makes it very difficult to go to sleep. And then with that lack of sleep, it increases your perception of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, being tired increases perception of pain.
1: I think that's another thing is people don't realize that when they lack sleep and if they have a pain condition in their body, yeah. they're going to have more pain.
0: Yes. Right. The, yes. And then the symptoms of fibromyalgia just keep increasing Increasing, as well. increasing. So it was just that sort of vicious cycle that she was on. Mm-hmm. But in any case, she had changed her eating. And put her fibromyalgia into remission, and she was so happy that the answer was just making changes at the grocery store. It wasn't a change in medication; it was just what she ate. Just making
1: changes in the grocery store. In the grocery
0: store, now she can sleep from ten thirty to seven thirty, and she said, "Never in her life had she been able to shut her eyes at ten thirty and not open them until seven thirty. That that had never been something that she had experienced before, and so now she can. She wakes up and she doesn't have pain." she can get up and get on with her day right away in the morning. And I was just saying, for those of us that don't have that sort of pain, we don't understand necessarily yeah. that that when you wake up that you can't just get out of bed and get going, mm-hmm. where it just took a lot of warm-up time for her to be able to get on with mm-hmm. her day. And now she can.
1: You know what, Teresa, Amazing. I think there's a lot of our listeners that are those, they have a lot of pain when they wake up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it takes them a long time to get going. Yeah, yeah. So it seems mm-hmm. like once she cut back and stopped maybe eating sugar. Yes. And some of the bad fats. That's right. Her pain started to go away. That's Great. Right. Yes. It feel good when you have clients like yes, that. Yes,
0: it does. Yeah. And it just, yes, it's just amazing. Food is just amazing.
1: <laughs> we say it all the time. Yes,
0: we do. But it still seems like it's amazing, right? right. I mean, it's just a surprise sometimes,
1: yes. <laughs> you even know, though I, we know. We know, as dietitian and nutritionists, we know it. And we treat, try to teach all the time that that's a fact. Yes. And until they experience it, yes. I, I don't think they believe it. Yeah. No.
0: Yep.
1: no. <laughs> but once they experience, they're on board.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. So a rather sobering fact, changing the subject a little bit, is that 20% of fatal car accidents are the result of driver fatigue.
1: Wow. That's, that's amazing, serious. isn't it?
0: We know that fatigue is common in everyone's busy lifestyle these days, but biologically, it is not normal. People are walking around feeling crummy, tired, exhausted for much of their lives. But this isn't necessary. For energy, we need good nutrition. Real
1: food supports
0: energy production in our bodies. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we teach clients to eat protein, vegetables, and healthy fats in balance.
1: You know, it's kind of interesting. They say, but but, but can I eat some grains? Or won't I be missing something if I don't eat grains? Nice. or?" You know, I need my bread or whatever they're saying. Mm -hmm. And so we just keep repeating that over and over. At least I do. I'm sure you do too.
0: Right. And all the nutrients that are found in grains and breads, you can find in other foods. So Mm -hmm. it isn't necessary to have grains in your diet.
1: And I don't think they understand that for many people, not for everyone, but for many people, that grains are inflammatory for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: That's right. Well, and I think thinking about all of the delicious foods that, are really going to help heal your body instead of the opposite, thinking of the foods that really you should cut back. I mean, just changing that per perspective can mm-hmm. be really helpful helpful for people. And we find all the time that a common macronutrient that many individuals cut out of their diet is fat. Yes, Oftentimes they lose weight, but sometimes it's not even conscious because it's just ingrained in their brain.
1: I agree. That's right.
2: And I mean, that was me as well. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I just thought that's what was healthy.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what we've been told over and over. That's going to prevent heart disease. Yes. Remember?
2: Yep. We (laughs) still hear that. (laughs) But unfortunately, when you cut out the fat, you are not as satiated. So you naturally eat more carbohydrates. But then in those low-fat products, they replace the fat with more sugar. Mm So all of a sudden you're eating... Lots of sugar, lots of processed carbs. Some of you might be thinking, is that a bad thing? How do, does that sugar and processed carbs impact my energy? Well, here's a really good example that I can sure relate to, and I'm sure many people can. You eat a bagel in the morning with low-fat cream cheese. Well, that's like eating four slices of bread or over 80 grams of carbohydrates, That 80 grams of carbohydrates turns into over 20 teaspoons of sugar. That is definitely not going to help your energy. And in fact, you're going to crash from that a few hours later.
1: Right. Pretty poorly. So let's get into the biochemistry behind eating too many carbs and too much sugar. So simply, when you eat a lot of carbs and sugar, you'll have a kind of a spike in your blood sugar. It'll go up. So... Yeah, you feel great for yes. a few minutes or maybe half an hour. And then it comes crashing mm-hmm. down and then you will have intense fatigue. You know, you might feel a little irritable, a little crabby. you Angry. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so low blood sugar is a major cause of fatigue. Yeah. And people walk around all the time with low yes. blood sugar. And it's hard to avoid, especially when you have back-to-back clients mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> we know that it is true. we experience that a lot Yep. so we have to protect our bodies always mm-hmm.
0: yes and another way to protect our bodies and to have good energy is to stay away from the bad fats bad fats like margarine and those vegetable oils such as soybean oil canola oil, corn oil and cottonseed oil from a biochemical standpoint good beneficial fats such as butter, coconut oil avocados and ava Olive oil are the best fats for energy production.
1: So I think one of the things, that's still new information for people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it's that they're, it's okay to eat butter. Yes. And it's amazing. It's okay to eat coconut oil. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you know, all the things that people had been told in the past were harmful.
0: That's right. That's right. And we also have to remember... That our brain is made up of fat. 60% of our brain is fat, in fact. And 25% cholesterol. So eating beneficial fat will nourish your brain and will support your metabolism for energy and for weight loss.
1: So, you know, from time to time, a lack of energy and exhaustion can be caused from a simple deficiency of vitamin D. Yes. And your vitamin D level should be somewhere between 50 and 80 to feel really good. However... We have clients that come in that their levels are under 20, maybe 8, you Mm -hmm. know, 16, and they are fatigued, and sometimes their bones even ache. And it's kind of interesting to know that often bone pain, and sometimes older people have this, bone pain can be just a deficiency of vitamin D. That's crazy, isn't it? And low moods. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's amazing all the things vitamin D affects in your body. Mm -hmm. So it is time for our third break already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I have one last announcement to make. We have videotaped our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes so you can take this life-changing series online. So if you are one of our listeners outside of the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, the online Nutrition for Weight Loss classes are a perfect option for you to get the information you need to lose weight, restore your energy, and your health. Some of our clients have lost 10 pounds, while others report losing 100 pounds by eating real food. The online Nutrition for Weight Loss program may be the answer that you have been looking for. So check it out at weightandwellness.com.
1: And one other thing, the Nutrition for Weight Loss plan does, you do not have to starve.
2: Oh, absolutely not. You, you have are to eat satisfied most- all day,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which okay. is great. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome
0: back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are struggling with your energy, I have two more suggestions for you to try. Number one, don't crash diet. You know those diets. They're 500, 800 calories. They have you exercising all the time. You know, the diet that lasts for about five days, it's not a sustainable <laughs> diet, <laughs> it leaves you angry, maybe hangry, as we yeah. like to say, hungry and angry. <laughs> Those low-calorie, low-fat diets don't contain enough energy for your body's needs. A typical crash diet deprives you of nutrients, such as key vitamins and minerals. So what we want to do is we want to eat real food in balance, which will give you energy. Number two. Eat iron-rich foods. Women, especially those who have been on a calorie-restricted diet or who have been on those crash diets, can be prone to an iron deficiency. We recommend including grass-fed red meat in your diet coupled with
2: spinach sautéed in butter for an energy-packed meal. I'm really glad you brought that up, Teresa, because just recently I've had two clients who I suspected they had low iron and some common symptoms A a very strange one is actually chewing ice. Uh So people that seek out ice and chew it, that usually means you're iron deficient. Uh, Thinning hair, extreme fatigue, difficulty losing weight. So I recommended that these two women go to their doctor and ask for their hemoglobin, but also their ferritin, which is your iron storage marker. Mm -hmm. And after supplementing, even... A week, they felt so much better, so much more energy, and guess what? They started
1: losing weight. So, were there was their ferritin level low on these ladies?
2: Yes. So, optimally, we want it to be at least seventy-five. Yes. One of them was five.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: So you can imagine
1: she was how poorly.
2: Well, and she didn't realize how poorly she felt because she was just became so used to it. Right. That's and we do hear that a lot. We do. Yes. Yep. So if you're suspecting that, definitely get, get those lab tests done. And before the break, we were also talking about vitamin D. That's mm-hmm. a good one to ask your doctor, especially living in the Midwest. Many people are deficient. And again, we get people that come in, they're so tired, so run down. Another area that I look at is gut health. Sometimes they just can't digest and break down their food, so they're not getting sufficient nutrients.
1: I think that's happening to a lot of people. I think so, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
2: So, for example, another deficiency that's common is vitamin B12, either because they're not eating enough animal protein, which is our best source of B12, or again, they're lacking that ability to break down their food and access the B12. And when looking at uh, your lab value, it should be at that upper half of the range f- just to feel optimal and your body to work optimally. For your B12. Yes, for your yes. B12. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So those individuals often need a probiotic like Bifido. But one that we find really helpful is a digestive enzyme supplement. So Orthomoleculars orthodigestime. it's a mouthful, that can be really, really helpful to help digest especially the meat.
1: I think people don't realize that when they eat meat, the and if they can digest it, yep. that's how they make their B12. Yes,
2: right.
1: It's it's really simple. It is simple. Yeah. But if you're if you're not eating meat or you can't mm-hmm. digest it, yep. very low B12 and you have fatigue.
2: And it affects your memory? Yes. Um your mood, all sorts of different things. Your muscles. Yeah. And
0: another thing that you orthod- that DigestZyme has is it has some hydrochloric acid in it, yep. which I think sometimes we're low in B12 because we just don't have enough acid in our stomach. Absolutely, in order to have that adequate levels of B12.
1: That's a good point, Teresa. Yep.
0: yep. Many people are fatig- are fatigued because they are eating inflammatory foods. So, inflammatory foods. Are you grabbing a handful of MMs here or there? Are you grabbing the Starbursts? You know, are you having the crackers with those oils we talked about, the hydrogenated oils or the the soybean oil, cottonseed oil? So a question you have to ask yourself is, is the food I'm eating helping or hurting my energy level?
1: And I wonder how many people actually think that's right.
0: right. I don't think, I don't think a lot of times we are thinking about energy and food. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. But our longtime listeners know it's no secret that processed foods, fast foods, most convenient foods negatively affect our health, and zap our energy. Perhaps that morning blueberry muffin that you eat every day during your break at work puts you in a sugar coma. Your lack of energy will only stop if you stop eating the foods that is zapping your energy and causing that fatigue.
1: And sometimes that's hard to do.
0: It's very hard
2: to do.
1: But once people start realizing what it's doing to their energy level and their health, then they have more motivation to really try Mm -hmm. and just change.
2: Yes, that's
0: so true.
1: especially if they're meeting with one of you two.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I think just looking at the food and is this going to help me feel better or not? And thinking of it that way can really make that choice a lot easier. And another energy zapper I know we all find uh, very common is eating foods that you're sensitive to. So underlying food intolerances, such as gluten, that's a very common one, could be also causing your fatigue. So if you're suffering from fatigue, you might consider trying to eliminate sugar, but also those gluten grains. So basically anything with flour, wheat, barley, rye, spelt, kamut, that's where we find gluten. And you need to do this for 100% of the time for at least three weeks to really see a difference.
1: I agree with you. You can't
2: be eliminating gluten for two days and then you think that's enough.
1: That's right. Yeah. Or just kind of eliminating it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Eating a little bit every day. Yeah. So 100%. A a piece of toast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of people feel so much better that they don't even want to go back to eating it.
1: Mm hmm. It's just changing those habits, you know, and like you said, you know, if people will do it for three weeks, mm-hmm. very consistently. So basically, what are they eating then? I mean, they're eating meat, right? Yep. Or eggs. Yep. Or healthy fish. fats. And then some healthy fat, you know, some butter, some coconut mm-hmm. oil, something like that, and a bunch of vegetables. Yep. And that's the part that I think find, people find is a little tricky And they need to be creative at how they make their vegetables. Yeah. They need to cook them in some butter.
2: Make it more exciting.
1: I have a little trick that I use. Um, I put a little bit of butter in, a little bit of ghee, which is Mm. clarified butter, Mm -hmm. a little bit of coconut oil, and a little bit of avocado oil. And that's what I saute my vegetables in. Oh, yum. And it, it's great. It's interesting how when you combine those three different or four different oils, you have intense great taste and the vegetables are easy to eat then
2: yeah
1: and then i always try to throw in a bunch of different vegetables i just yeah. don't eat broccoli i eat a bu- you know very a variety of vegetables variety
2: is good mm-hmm. yeah
1: so you know if you are tired of being tired all the time we hope you realize that your check engine light <laughs> is on and you need to make some nutritional changes you know, we love to help you make these changes so you don't, you just don't have to feel fatigued all the time. And instead, you're going to have a lot of energy and vitality and kind of a new zest for life.
0: And who doesn't want that?
1: That's right. <laughs> so, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. You know, it's a simple yet powerful message eating real food is life changing. So, thanks for listening. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Teresa. You're welcome. It was an interesting show.
0: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.